This episode of Star Trek Monthly Monday is dedicated to America's first female astronaut, Sally Ride, who, as we sit down to record this episode, just passed away uh, day before yesterday. And now it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Gardner and Chris Honeywell. Hello and welcome to Star Trek Monthly Monday number 43? Already, it's almost as old as me. I am Chris Honeywell, and I am here with my fellow freak, Scott Gardner. Hey! How's it going? Good. Because today, we not only have a guest. (laughs) We have the guest. We have the guest of all time for this show. Somebody we've been trying to get on for a long time. And um, a lot of you listeners, if you've been with us since the beginning, you might... You you might know who we're uh, talking about. The legend. The captain. <laughs> the captain. <laughs> the captain of the ship. You know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> Don't run. He won't kill you. <laughs> it's Randy Gardner. Legendary oh. uncle of Scott Gardner. Welcome to the show, man. Well, thank you. It's an honor and a privilege, and I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> we just had about half the listeners just totally crap themselves, like, oh, my God, they got him. <laughs> yeah, oh, see, my that's God. A, 
That's the funny thing is you're honored and privileged to be here, but yeah, we've been talking about you for years, man. <laughs> I'll Wait, tell you, hmm? you know, I, I often think of you guys and it's always with a smile and I, and I laugh and, and it's funny because there's moments where I'll be sitting and just living my life and then something will cross my mind and I'll about drive off the road in laughter <laughs> about the things that we've sung, seen and done and... It's just, it's amazing how fast time goes, but boy, I look back on it, and, and I definitely miss those days. Oh, let, let, let me tell you, man, we've, I, you know, I mean, when I first think about it, it's like the big podcast that we did where we talked about you a lot was the, the Pete Hesh podcast. <laughs> Which was a which was a popular favorite, I might. Add. Oh yes, <laughs> the fan. <laughs> yeah, Pete Hesh has made quite a few fans, and and now now Scott and I could go yeah, and people know what we're talking about. Well, I mean, I have gotten on Skype calls with people that only know us, you know, through the show and stuff like that. Have no connection to, you know, to us really, or to Black River, or to or to Pete, or any of that stuff. And as soon as the Skype call starts, they go, yeah, because it's just it's become <laughs> its own entity. It's it's crazy that how that's how that's happened. It's awesome. We have we have spread the gospel of Hesh around the world. <laughs> well, you know, it's 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 funny because I, I you know he's a true blue late stage alcoholic, but he's been like that <laughs> six years old. <laughs> I mean, the guy's been drinking straight liquor for as long as I've known him, and I'm 44. Uh, the, the amazing thing is, is, is that, you know, I, I don't recall the guy ever having a hangover. I don't oh, I recall him. I, I mean, he just, he drank and drank. Of course, he probably never had a hangover because he never stopped, stopped drinking. being drunk. <laughs> there was, the poor but guy never went through withdrawal. But you very rarely saw him, like, grumpy. You know what I mean? Yep. There were some people, like, if they're alcoholics, they go out and they beat their kids. And, you know, and they or they, you know, they crash their car or whatever. He just, you know, he would just go to a bar and then crawl three miles home, you know? <laughs> exactly. And the thing about him is his whole life has been friendship and and partying and, uh, you know, music. I mean, the guy, he's probably seen more bands than we'll ever see in our lives put together. I right. Mean, he's all the way from, you know probably some late 60s bands all the way up to, to nowadays. I mean, and he just loves it, you know, which but is you, pretty cool. You got to wonder how many of them he actually remembers seeing. Right, yeah. Yeah, you know, and the funny thing is, is he probably don't remember many. You know, the last <laughs> half dozen concerts I went with him to, uh, halfway through the show, he was gone. Gone, so yeah, exactly. Know. And then he'd miraculous, miraculously show up at the exit door as you were getting ready to leave. I, I don't know if he was... Maybe he was a wizard or... It's, it's, it's like uh, some drunk people have that, just sort of that luck of the, of the completely, like, sloshed. Because you know how at that Julian Lennon show, you know... I mean, how many times did we ditch him at that? In, oh, but uh, it, whether it was whether with the times we were ditching him in the hotel, or on the way to Julian Lennon, or afterwards, 
or whatever. He would just, you just have to wait, you know, and eventually he would crawl in. And you got to think, what, why didn't somebody like, send him to the hospital when he would crawl in the, you know, we'd be on, we were like on the fifth floor or something like that and he had to crawl from the Landmark Theater up through the lobby and into the elevator and he made it to the door, you know, of, of the room somehow and he it's, could barely talk. Amazing. It's just, yeah, you know, and I gotta say this, with Pete, he he is I mean, he'd always be willing, he'd, he'd always, I mean, if you were short on cash and wanted a drink, or I can remember many times when I was probably 15, 16, 17, you know, he'd give you money to go to the arcade or whatever the case was. And, and the funny thing was, is, I mean, you know, he was just, he was very generous when it came to that. But the amazing thing is, is when he got drunk, he, he would forget a lot of things, but he would not forget <laughs> right to the penny exactly. how much money you borrowed from him. And he would say, eh, you got that three and a quarter, <laughs> you know? And it's like, <laughs> I'm like amazed. It's like, you know, I don't have <laughs> money to through the years and it's not that big of a deal. You know, I don't have that much money to loan anyway. But he would right down to the penny. It was just amazing. <laughs> The memory he had. He was about doing money. that at that Julian Lennon concert when he when you were getting him pissed at you. He's just like, I want my three dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And then he called me. I don't know if you remember this part. You very well might have been actually even talked about it before. But we were up in the room and he called. Remember, he called the room. Oh yeah. And he, said he was downstairs and he changed his voice to say he was Julian Lennon. <laughs> and he was down in the bar drinking with Julian Lennon. He's going, yeah, yeah, this is Julian Lennon. <laughs> I'm with my friend Pete. I'm like, <laughs> I, I could hardly talk because he was it just funny. Oh, well, he probably didn't have his teeth in either. <laughs> he couldn't have because he had earlier eating half a ketchup bottle. <laughs> oh, that guy was soft. Now, I'll never forget. I think you know, there's a lot of funny times with him. One of the funniest is, I remember it like it was yesterday. I was 16 years old, and uh, I went with him. And, of course, I, at that point in time, I didn't really drink much. I'd have a beer or whatever with him to, to kind of keep him off my case. But he bought me a couple draft beers, and, and we were going on different rides and stuff. And we went on that Flying Bob's ride, and they were playing that uh, music. It was from the album Foreigner 4. And it, I think it might have been like Jukebox Hill or those right. songs. You know, and we're having fun and liking that music. And then all of a sudden, the DJ in the booth changed it to, like, I don't know what was popular then, Sir Mix-A-Lot or some other crap. And Hesh got pissed. It's the one time I've seen him really mad. And he took, he snuck his draft beer onto the ride. So he started to slow down and go backwards. And as he did, he rifled that Dixie cup full of draft beer into the DJ booth. He said, Play four hundred fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never seen that ride stop so quick. And they, they threw us off the ride. 
the funny thing is, about an hour later, we come back, he was even more loaded, and the guy didn't even recognize us. We went on fine times again. Uh, it was I'll never that. The guy ducked and there was booze flying all over in his DJ. <laughs> oh, Christ. Oh. oh, man. Oh, I knew this was a good idea. <laughs> I was just going to say that there was Hesh, there was Eli Nutter, and there was also, we, we've done a couple um, a couple Halloween episodes where, where <laughs> we've, we've told some tales about the Percy Boys and and Don Doni and and just charge just general, Halloween, yeah, just general Halloween and, yeah in Black River yeah oh you know and, and it's funny because as I start talking about it and then hearing you guys what you have to respond with it it triggers some things that I really had kind of forgotten about like I earlier was saying red white or something like that and I forgot but it wasn't that at all Chris you had Double it white. Double, Double white. white emergency. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that was when we when we were doing the like Hesh episode. You know, we sort of wrote down our notes and like thought about stuff. But while we were recording it, that's when like when I was telling the whole Julian Lennon story. That's when I remembered half the stuff. You know, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And just like you know, <laughs> that you know, there was there's some stuff that you know I'm always gonna remember with that, like him sitting out eating the like leftover room service leftovers when we came around the corner with a ketchup bottle in his ass pocket <laughs> well, as, as i was telling the story i'm remembering oh shit that's right i rode the bus up there with him and like <laughs> that was yes, he made did. a spectacle out of himself on the bus like this fat lady's going in the bathroom he's like Eh, don't fall in, lady. <laughs> and like slapping people on the back, just like, ah, don't fall in. <laughs> and I was just like, what the hell did I get myself into? Because you talked me into that. You're like, dude, we can go see Julian Lennon, and we're going with Hesh. And I was, just, and it's like, I had to ride the bus with him. You got to ride with with a friend. I I can't. Was it like a friend or a coworker or something? Yeah, he coworker pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's funny because I was just telling Scott on the phone last night. I said, you know, I, I, looking back, I wish I'd give anything to be able to go back to that day and have ridden the bus with you and him. Oh, dude, you must- missed you missed him going. To, we we went down. He had all the you know he had his like. He had his fucking brandy that he had with him, but he was also, you know, ordering stuff. And then you showed up with beer and, like, wine coolers. But you missed going down into the sauna and stuff like that. And he's got his, like, Speedos and his Moses the Lawgiver sandals on. And he's, you know, down by the pool talking to everybody and drinking, you know. And and I'd never met the guy before, you know. Here's all of a sudden. Actually, I'd only met him, like, the week before. Because he got the tickets for us, and we met him in front of your house, Randy. And he came out, and he he like took his false teeth out, and he was just going gooming his like. <laughs> and you guys were just like ripping on him. <laughs> that was the first time I met him, and then the next thing I know, I'm on the I'm, I'm on the bus with him. <laughs> yeah, I hope you I like the party. <laughs> You know, I look back, and that's your own fault. It sounds like you were kind of naive and trusting me. 
Yeah, oh yeah. I should have known better. Quickly. <laughs> no, I knew but I should have known better, man, because I was in art I was in art class where we used to you and I used to just uh, and now I can't remember his name, but we used to call him Buck, but he didn't know what he called him. Donnie Halverson. Donnie Halverson. And we'd make up these stories about this guy named Buck, but we were really talking about Don yeah, Halverson into his face. Yeah. I can't believe that bucktooth freak like like hit your father with a baseball bat last night. Yeah, that buck's crazy, man. That bucktooth galoot. I know. And he would just sit there and eat it up and just look at it. Fucking embolism. Now, when you guys, did you guys ever see that movie Napoleon Dynamite? Did you, when you saw that, yeah. didn't you think Don Halverson, like, right away? He's oh, got absolutely. The, he's got the same, like, Afro hair and the same, like, gummy, you know, horse oh, teeth. <laughs> I've never done anything with a woman, but I've done something with a horse. <laughs> oh, uh, Jesus. <laughs> oh my god oh well, i tell you what this tells me right now right away that uh dude we've we've got to have you back and we've got to do some sequels man we've got to oh, well, do like hash part two and eli part two and well, whatever the hell else you want to talk about because I'm, I'm saying that the the granddaddy of them all is going to be whatever episode that the enemy within comes oh, up on yes, yes. oh yeah absolutely yes. <laughs> because when we do the that. enemy within Cause you know who I am. <laughs> it's gonna be like a, a national holiday on two true freaks, man. Well, it's like I told you, Randy. I I, I want you to I want you to make up a, a list of both. You know your your favorite episodes. You know ones that that you definitely want to be a part of and and join the show for. But also, I think it'd be a hell of a lot of fun. Get a list of episodes that you think just completely suck ass. So we can just kind of rip on them. You know. That sounds good to me. You know, yeah. the funny thing is, is after we talked last night, I was remembering some of the ones I like and some of the ones that are just pathetic. And <laughs> that one where he gets split between two universes, not the one oh. where Spock has a beard, but the other one where he jumps around and bounces himself against the wall. And that the funny thing is, is here they are in, you know, the, the future and the guy that splits between two universes looks like he's, uh, you know, Got the 1967 goatee and, and looks like he just came out of Hate Ashbury. Yeah, exactly. But, but he's in the future. It's it's kind of goofy. I hate that episode. Yeah, we did. It's been a while, but we did that one. Um, that was uh, the alternate. Is it alternate or alternative? One of the two with so, yeah, Lazarus. Like and yeah, pff, that one uh, sucks. Sucks. <laughs> See that's that's why you would come. That's how you originally came up in the show. Is when we started doing Star Trek episodes, we'd always talk about like watching you, me, and Scott watching Star Trek episodes, or going up to eat it and beat it, and like watching it on the TV there, watching it on Channel Eleven, the the shitty Channel Eleven Star Trek oh, with yeah. scenes right. missing and all scratched up and right. Oh. Because I'm serious, there's 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 two things that uh, that you know got me into Star Trek, and it was watching Star Trek Two over and over again on HBO, 
but more than that it was because that was just the movies and you know that that hooked me on watching the movies but what got me into the the series proper was watching it with you and gary and everybody at the hot dog stand because it would be on at night when we'd be cleaning up and closing down and stuff and i just got hooked because you know, it's what I was asking you, you know, last night to to kind of be thinking of, uh, you know, what, what your answer would be. I'm curious, you know, beyond the obvious of Shatner just being friggin' hysterical to watch, you know, I was wondering what, what did you, you know, like what, what fascinated you with Star Trek? What got you into Star Trek? Because I know what initially got me into it was just kind of just being a spectator while you and Gary and the others would just kind of rip on it, you know, for, you know, like, I, like an episode would start and right away you guys would be like, oh, Christ, this is that one where Kirk, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it would be just fun to watch you guys just rip on Shatner and, and laugh at the, just the stupid shit that he would do. But eventually just that was enough to, to pull me in and make me a fan. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But I mean, there's more to it than just, you know, the, the, the cheesiness or the, you know, the over the top, you know, acting or whatever with Shatner you know, that I've gotten out of it later in life, you know, but I was kind of wondering what, how do you look back on, uh, on Star Trek? Well, you know, I, I kind of had the same introduction to it as you did, really. I remember I was probably, I don't know, maybe 10, something like that. And I remember it being on TV. And I think what really hooked me in is the, the first couple episodes by chance, by luck, whatever, were episodes that I really liked. And as a kid, you know, I, I can remember I always had a thing for not really like scary, scary stuff, but things that, that you know, were kind of, uh, I guess you could say scary. Horror, horror like creepy? Creepy, yeah. And, and I remember one of the first couple episodes I ever saw was the one um, where he gets cloned. And that tall goober that's in it um, scared the hell out of me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lurch. Uh, uh, Lurch, yeah. With, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know that which one you're talking about. Me, I, that freaked today, me I, out when I, I was a kid, too. With, when they spun him around on the, like, Wheel of Fortune, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know? Pick up Kirk and it, Vowell and just spun him around, <laughs> and then there's two of them. I, yeah, when, when, when they had him, you know, when he was down in them No caves, whammies. No whammies. <laughs> when he was down in those caves and he made his voice sound like the woman and all that it just man i i just it, it sucked me in at that point i was a fan i liked that episode then one of the other ones was um uh the corbinite maneuver yeah that i saw early on have we the, done that one yet chris i, I don't know if we I don't think we have I don't think we have have That's some good... tranya yeah when we do yeah. that well, we gotta we gotta have you on for that one cause damn that's a good you know what while you guys we'll get loaded talking, on I'll... tranya during uh, during it you know? <laughs> <laughs> drink drink ha 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 they should have had eggs playing <laughs> but you know yeah the... I mean I look back and, and it was kind of that and then of course primarily me I got drawn into it again like you said kind of watching it with gary and i remember even your dad i don't know if he necessarily was a big fan of it but i know he used to you know try to humor us with with his right right his you know uh description of what was going on and and so it got funny mainly so i think it, I, you know it was funny 
the, the most of the first probably half dozen to a dozen episodes I saw, I really liked. And it, it just drew me in. And of course, I loved Star Wars too. But um, I don't know, I just, I always had a thing for, for the Enterprise and, and the beaming to places. And I just thought it was really, really neat. And, and it's funny because you look back on that show and the things that seem so bizarre, I mean, today are, are you know, they're not so bizarre. Yeah, commonplace things. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I was pretty- just saying, you know, a lot of like what we got, the, the Star Trek and like the Beatles and stuff, all came from like, you know, like Gary, you know, Gary and and um, Ronnie and those guys, the guys that were a bit older than us, you know, and they right. grew up with the Beatles and Star Trek, you know, from the 60s. And then they sort of, I think, passed on a lot of the appreciation of that to us, you know. Absolutely. I mean, that's where I got introduced to all that stuff. I mean, music, the TV shows, some of the movies, some of the classic albums. You know, that's where I, and, and I took a liking to that stuff. And I've always been like that, though. I've always been, you know, even when I was in high school, you guys probably remember, I mean, uh, I, I kept to myself for the most part. I was kind of quiet, kind of shy, um, you know. and, and Yeah, I in often, school. <laughs> Unless yeah, you were and, hanging out with us, and then. <laughs> then it was different. Yeah. But I, I, I had a hard time in school. I, I it, it didn't come easy to me that the work did if I would have done it, but uh, <laughs> the relationships, I mean, um, you know, I, I won't get into all that here today, but I mean, there was a lot of things going on at home that impacted the way I acted, not only in school, but outside. I mean, outside of school, I was definitely, you know, trying to get out the things that I couldn't get out at home. And, uh, you know, so all that stuff come out and made me wild. But, you know, when push came to shove, I I pretty old fashioned and laid back and and I enjoyed that stuff, you know. And and to me, talking about it and thinking about it, it just it's it's, you know, I often, you know, um, I I, I miss it because, I mean, I, I, I was telling Scott last night, I got season one on DVD. I don't have the other seasons. I've been meaning to get them. I just don't have them yet. And, you know, I, the first season was an easy buy for me, you know, because there's so many good episodes. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've, I've been kind of thinking about not putting out the money for those other two seasons because it, it's just, it's hit or miss, you know. Um, and I, I figured as you got into season three, it was more miss. Season that. three is definitely more miss than him. Right. Season two's got some classics. It does, I know. Well, even it's, as bad as season three is, I know that some of your favorites are in season three because you've got uh, the Savage Curtain, the one with Abe Lincoln, and uh, and Sarek or Sarek or whatever the hell is Surak, where Kirk goes, "Who?" I know you always think that <laughs> <Yeah>. one. And <laughs> then uh, one of my, I think it's one of your favorites. I know it's always one of mine, one of my favorites. And I think it was one of yours for the for the creepy factor you were talking about before. Is the Tholian web where Kirk's floating around like a ghost through most of the episodes. that used to scare the piss out of me when I was a kid. I, that that scene alone where he's out there floating around, yeah, that, yeah, that's that one of. And it's funny you say that because that is one of the ones I remember as a kid that drew me in. Yeah, you know, when Uhura's looking in there and, and sees him, I think in the mirror. Yeah, uh, all that. I mean that that yeah, 
it was that kind of stuff that really drew me into it. Because, I mean, really, at the time, even probably in the 60s, of course, none of us were around, but in the 70s, I mean, there was nothing on like that. And right. I, I could give a crap about the Rockford Files and you know, all that other crap that was on. Ironsides. I mean, I can remember as, as little kids, like when, when we first moved to New York, and you and I, you know, were, were first really becoming, you know, good friends and everything. We were little, you know, we were under 10 years old. And I can remember like coming over to like spend the night or just hanging out while like our parents played cards or something. And you and I would be watching Star Trek. And one of those really creepy ones like, uh, you know, like Tholian Webb or Devil in the Dark would come on. Then after it was over, it's like we were too scared to walk down the hallway because it was all dark, you know, to go back to the bedrooms and stuff. It's like we were, we were all freaked out. You remember that? Oh, I do. I do. Yeah. And it's funny because I know, uh, you know, um, you'd think that living with Lance that we wouldn't have been afraid of anything else. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I can. Oh, that, and it's funny because I think back that old dumpy trailer there. Um that back bedroom, the moon would shine in through that light, and I swear there's some nights you'd see a curtain or the, something would move, and you'd swear there was somebody freaking standing there looking in that. <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> It, it might have been. <laughs> it was me, friends. Let me in. I, I but, was just uh, watching the TV through the door. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Probably was. Oh, God. But yeah, I, that kind of is where I, I remember anyway being drawn into Star Trek. And I mean, I've loved it ever since. I've loved the old characters. Um, you know, and I was so happy when they got back together and made the movies. It was so cool. Definitely. Definitely. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's, uh, let's take a little break. And we'll come back and we'll get into our episode proper here. We're going to be uh, taking a look at the classic episode, Friday's Child, which I feel kind of remiss. Yeah, calling it a classic, exactly, yeah. But, uh, all right, we'll be right back.
Cassandra was the ghost of the early Enterprise. It's a no. Hey, welcome back to Star Trek Monthly Monday. <laughs> and now we're back for the for the serious part of the show where we're gonna yeah, we're, right. we're gonna do some serious analysis on uh, wh- what episode was it? Friday's <laughs> <laughs> Captain's Log, Star Date three four nine eight point nine. Lieutenant Commander Scott in temporary command. Our inability to reach the landing party is strange. Say to yourself, the child is mine. It's yours. You will not touch me in that manner. Communicators, weapons. Coochie, 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 coo, Captain. (laughs) And if I remember right, don't the freaks in that episode wear these like cone shaped hats or something? They look like cone or something. All right, let me do the. <clears throat> Let me do the synopsis out of the Star Trek compendium if I can find my place in this goddamn thing. Let me see here. And you learned to read. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but well, he's lucky he did it, Carthage. I know, right? Tell me about. Oh, Jesus. All right, this episode first aired uh, December first, nineteen sixty-seven. We weren't even born yet. <laughs> Kirk and company visit Capella, uh, planet Capella 4, to prevent the Klingons from forming an alliance with the Capellans, a warlike but honorable people. When Captain Kirk prevents the slaughter of Eileen, the wife of deposed High TR, AKR. Now, he was deposed? I didn't get that from the episode. <clears throat> anyway, it says he violates the Capellan tradition. Crass, a visiting Klingon, is quick to make you uh, to make use of the situation, and partially as a result of his interference, our friends become hunted criminals. After McCoy delivers Aline's baby, she attempts to surrender herself to save her child's life. The Klingon kills the current Tier, Aline's okay. newborn son, named <laughs> James Akai, is named the new ruler. Kirk and company leave Capella having arranged diplomatic relations with the planet's government. This, I think this synopsis is a little bit off on some of the things here. I didn't infer some of that from uh, from the episode, but anyway, that's what I've got on this one. The, it was, that's a kind of dry, dry, it doesn't really describe like the, the people as being giant warlike people that dress like 
I don't know what they dress like. Like gummy bears or something with feathers <laughs> on them or something. Like the guy who becomes the new tie. I don't know what his name is, but it sounds like Bob. It sounds like Whap. they keep calling him Bob. <laughs> Bob. He looks like Will you know Ferrell, too. It reminds me of that episode of the Carol Burnett show that spoofed Gone with the Wind where she comes walking down the stairs wearing a, the set of drapes. That's what his outfit looks like. Like somebody just pulled the curtains down and made a like a like a fifteen dollar <laughs> costume out of a set of drapes or something. You know, it's it's really shitty looking. And it's costume. funny when you say that stuff, guys, because it's look. You know, when you look at it, some of the the dressing and some of the scenery said a lot to me in those episodes. Because mm -hmm. you look at the good episodes, and and it just. The environment and the setting that they're in and the different stuff they use is cool and, and like that episode it's like it's really strange they're out in mm -hmm. that same back lot that they always are in with all the hills where they you know where you found the gorn and everything you know from not wayne's world from um bill and ted, bill and ted. yeah and you know and so they're just, you know, they're running around outside. What I like in that one is when they're getting chased by the, like, the villagers and they see them coming after them, there's, like, four shots over, like, ten minutes. And it's like the guys have walked, like, a whole 50 feet in, like, ten minutes. They just keep <laughs> looking back and showing the same shot of the guys, like, coming up on them. That's one of my notes is that these are some slow-ass capellans because it takes them, like, half the episode to go around a hill. It gives Kirk and Spock, like, 15 minutes to figure out how to make their, you know, their um, their um, communicators into, you know, explosive weapons. To And then they have <laughs> yeah. all that time to make bows and arrows and... Although this this episode probably has like I think it's one of the records for like the red shirt biting the dust, in it because that guy it, like the show just starts and they sink one of their little frisbee blades into his chest like right at the, bam 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 bam. I should have timed that because you're right. It no sooner materialize on the planet than he gets killed. It just gives you enough time to think like oh there's a guy with the red shirt and it's just like. I'll cling on, sir. I would love to do a fan edit of this episode because he sees the Klingon and he goes, a Klingon, and he pulls out his phaser. I would like it so much better if he goes, Abe Lincoln, and pulls out his phaser because the, the Klingon looks like the guy that plays Abe Lincoln in Seth's curtain. <laughs> He's just a shorter version. He's just like a stumpy little Abe, a sawed-off Abe Lincoln. <laughs> he is. He's about the shrimpiest Klingon I think I've ever mm -hmm. seen. Next to that guy in um, Trouble with Tribbles, you know, who's like the the fake Klingon agent guy. He was a Klingon commander until he took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this one starts, and the very first note that I had was great. More primitive screw heads, because it seems like. I mean, can't they ever go to a culture that's, like, sophisticated and has, like, you know, gleaming metropolises and flying cars and shit? It's like in the... And I grant, you know, I realize that they were on a, a budget of $1.50, but Jesus Christ, I mean, every planet they go to, they're fighting either Indians or Roman soldiers or right, something. Right, because they already had a whole warehouse full of costumes for that <laughs> right. shit, you know? <laughs> They didn't have so all the. They could get at when, Salvation Army. And when they had, yeah, and when they had to make alien costumes, we ended up with like the pajamas that these guys have with like the hoodies on them and stuff, you know. So. 
know. But yeah, I know. And like, and when Kirk has to like, you know, what I like is when he has to escape. What what does he wing at someone? A pillow. He actually wings a pillow at somebody <laughs> in his escape. <laughs> Usually, it's like you knock him flat out. He whips a pillow at somebody. I know. I tell you what, though, this episode has a lot of ass kicking Kirk in it. Though he beats down at least four different people. Yeah, they're in this all episode. like seven feet tall too. <laughs> it has it, this one even has like a pregnant lady getting slapped, and then she gets horny after she gets slapped. <laughs> she has, wants nothing to do with McCoy. Then, then he gives. I think he actually says, you know, Kirk's like, what's gotten into her and he's like a right cross or right. <laughs> he says he gave her a right cross and after that she's like let's name the baby after you big daddy you know <laughs> you, you wouldn't get away with that scene these days in, in, in a Star Trek show <laughs> I know it's amazing I think this one this is a really good episode as far as demonstrating both what I consider to be the the strength of Star Trek but also one of its greatest weaknesses is ultimately you know I I know they're on a peaceful mission and Kirk makes a big statement about you know your plan you know if you side with us you know your planet's always going to belong to you and blah 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 but ultimately I I just I couldn't do Kirk's job after about the 15th primitive screwhead planet that I went to and had to play this bullshit game, I'd just be like, fuck you people, I'm taking your dilithium crystals, what the hell are you gonna do about it, you know? <laughs> you got that! Now I swear, the next one of you primates even touches me. Yeah! <laughs> Set, set phasers for stun and sweep the whole planet. Go down there, get what you need, and go away. And everybody wakes up with a headache and the next day wondering what the hell happened. <laughs> There's a couple of cows turned out inside out and they're left with a mystery. And that's it. Yeah, <laughs> Except with Kirk there, there'd probably be some like village young ladies who are pregnant and stuff you know like 20 years later there's little kirks running around in the planet oh yeah he was definitely a playboy <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a lot of goofy shit in this episode though because what's his name bob bob insists that they throw down their weapons at the beginning of the episode and kirk has this look like he's decide trying to decide whether to comply or whether to just walk over and whoop his ass but eventually he just gives in and he pulls his phaser and his communicator off his belt and throws them you know down at his at Bob's feet and I'm thinking dude why the hell are you giving up your communicator communicator's not a weapon and you're going to need that shit to get back to the ship Exactly Well obviously though a communicator is a weapon cuz they use it to blow up rocks later on in this episode somehow Yeah what the hell was that all about I know they can transform those and and wire those things to be explosives but he throws it down to their feet hey, they were <laughs> that's even before the day of freaking macgyver <laughs> i know right hey, he says that he, he says something to spock about you know could we jury rig these things together to set up a sonic disruption but then when that blast goes off it's clearly set off with some form of explosive it's like that's, that's some sort of sonic disruption there, dude. <laughs> I, I love watching million. those because I love picturing the guys th off the screen, like big fat, like, you know, just like guys in T-shirts, like 
chucking styrofoam rocks at the actors while they roll down the hill and stuff. I, I love that shit. Oh, I've had a million styrofoam rocks getting chucked in that, <laughs> in that one scene. Oh, I've got a bunch of notes here. Um, I, for, I forgot entirely about this Klingon dude, and it's probably because I don't think they actually name him in the show proper. But I had forgotten about this particular Klingon. I thought the only ones we ever got was like the guy from from Trouble with Tribbles, um, Day of the Dove, and uh, and yeah, um, there's one other one. I forgot entirely about. Oh, the guy from uh, from Errand of Mercy. I forgot entirely about this dude here. He's not as greasy faced as they usually no. make the Klingons. He was no, just sort of had that. He he has that cheesy. I call it um, um, chin pubes. <laughs> yeah, he does too. <laughs> but what's funny is I had thought that um, Gorkon, who was the the chancellor in Star Trek VI, was the first one that we ever got that looked like Abe Lincoln, because they did that intentionally. They gave David Warner that beard intentionally in that movie so that it would be kind of a visual callback to Lincoln, the, the peacemaker, you know, the great emancipator type of thing. I didn't realize they'd ever done it before. Cause that guy's got, you know, he's clearly got a beard, a Lincoln beard in this episode. And I couldn't tell if it was his own real beard or if it was, you know, make, you know, makeup effects or whatever. It looked real, but I couldn't tell. Uh, you, were you watching the enhanced version? Yeah. Cause usually yeah. Can, like I could see just how bad Scotty's teeth were in this episode he did all these close-ups of scotty and you can see like the the roots of his teeth and like the nicotine stains on him where he was probably smoking like camel unfiltered you know between scenes and stuff Which... i tell you what you know um i know i made a note of this here somewhere now i'm not seeing it in my notes oh here it is you know once you know about Dewan's hand you know, and, and you watch for that. This is an episode where it's painfully obvious that he's trying to hide it. If you watch for it, it's actually crazy the degrees that he goes, you know, the lengths that he goes to to hide his def whatever you want to call it, deformity, I guess. Is he missing but, you know, he one was, finger? Is he that was all? missing a finger. Yeah, he's, that's all it was. He was just missing a finger. But there was something about TV back in those days because Gary Berghoff had the same thing. Right. He had some sort of physical thing where they wouldn't allow him to show that on television and Dewan did the same thing but this is an episode where it's really obvious because why I mean watch again this the, the scenes with Scotty in command and uh, I'm serious some serious links that were gone to to constantly keep that particular hand you know away from the camera he goes so far as at one point where he sits down in Kirk's chair, he actually tucks the hand down in the side between, like, the armrest and his leg. Like he's it's trying like, to get some change very... out of the, the corners yeah, yeah, of it. Yeah, out of it. yeah, exactly. And it's a very uncomfortable and unnatural sitting position. It's really strange. I didn't notice that at all. Oh, yeah. It's one of those things, like I said, once you notice it, you can't unnotice it because I'm always watching to see if I can spot, you know, all his digits or not. And so far, I have not been able to see him in a, in a classic episode. All Kurt, my did digits. 
Kirk perk right up when uh, I Dream a Genie walked into the room. Oh yeah, he thought <laughs> when they're like, "Oh, she's coming offering gifts." He he thought, yeah, he definitely had his idea what the gifts were gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna get him a little capellan tag. Well, the thing man. is, he's just about to reach for that, touch that fruit, and McCoy's like, "Don't do it." Then you have to fight her brother. You know, you you know the honor of fighting her brother and stuff. But McCoy lets him reach out for it before going, wait, 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 don't do that, you know? Right. You know, so. It's like bad editing or something, yeah. Well, it's funny, too, that Kirk would actually stop himself from that because as we see later in the episode, he whoops like a dozen guys. Yeah. You would think that if Kirk, you know, if it's, okay, you know, don't take the, the fruit and don't get any while I'm on this planet or take the fruit and I can bag this chick. All I got to do is fight her brother. You'd think Kirk could stand up and be like, I got this. See, I'll be back in 15 minutes. I don't know. know. These guys are <laughs> these guys are kind of pricks. So I don't know if the girl even came in the deal. I think maybe the fight was the whole thing that they valued. Uh, so oh, okay. maybe he would have just been able to have a fight and that's it. You know, it's like, you know, basically he gets to wrestle around with her brother instead of her so i don't know how that was supposed to uh <laughs> supposed to play out the only one who was getting any in this episode might have been mccoy but i don't think he was gonna get any from the woman who just gave birth i don't think sex is is big on women's minds right after they have a baby <laughs> even if you did just slap <laughs> give them a Right cross. <laughs> right cross. Well, too, I think you got to remember, look at bones. <laughs> Would you really want his bone? <laughs> I don't want no DeForest Kelly plugging me any holes. <laughs> well, then they got it. It's like Julie Newmar, who was supposed to be this big sex symbol, you know. Well, she was a cat woman, right, in the in the old Batman and, and stuff like yeah. that. and. But she's all pregnant and, you know, and they, they they definitely did not. It's sort of a testament to her acting that she played a totally different role and you could almost not recognize her. But it's weird. It's like having like some sex goddess woman in the role and then taking away all the hotness <laughs> from her. <laughs> I blame that for why I've never found Julie Newmar um, attractive. I, I've I've often heard her, you know, talked very fondly about by by other guys They're around our in age. The, in the and, skin tight and Catwoman, Catwoman yeah, outfit, you know, yeah. And, and this is the first thing I ever saw her in, so I just always see her as, you know, the the pregnant, you know, lunatic woman, and I just don't find her attractive at all. That nobody was allowed to touch, right. Except for She's creepy me, Koi. 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 They always do those in the in these Kirok. Oh, I love that episode. <laughs> Kirok. Oh, we had a, we, we had a lot of fun with that one. Oh, behold a god who bleeds. <laughs> Um, let's see what else we got on this one. Probably my favorite moment of this entire episode is when uh, Catwoman wakes up in the cave and McCoy's kind of dozing and she picks up a rock and just in, in a righteous world, she should have split his skull wide open with the just she just hauls off and just screams him. I know. And you never hear he's such a bitchy, whiny guy. You never hear him like going, oh, my aching skull you know he's just like <laughs> oh that bitch yeah. what the <laughs> hell 
I know, and then they're all chummy at the end of the episode. You know, it seems like he'd give her another right cross. Coochie, 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 coo, and then just clock her on the head when she's not looking. <laughs> there, now we're even. Although he did, granted, he did punch her first, so. No, yes. she slaps him twice before he hauls off and belts her one. You're right, you're yeah. right. Oh, he, he hits her before she clubs him with the rock. Yes. Is that what you meant? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> I, 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 what's the deal with the clumsy Klingon? And that scene where they finally get around that little tiny hill that takes them like half the episode <laughs> to walk around it. And then they're coming down into that clearing to approach the rocks that Kirk and Spock are fighting or are hiding in. And the Klingon just trips and falls down. And it's never commented upon or anything, but it's there plain as day that he trips and falls down and <laughs> stands up and dusts himself off and keeps walking. <laughs> it's like it's a it's like it's a blooper that just stayed in the episode. It's hilarious. Yeah, I think they wanted to sort of portray him as being kind of a buffoon, you know. <laughs> I love that he gets it done, that he actually gets an arrow to a knee, to the knee that Kirk doesn't even kill him. Kirk's just like, I'm just gonna make this guy hurt like hell. I mean, that's gotta hurt. He just and and those aren't like little thin arrows. They're like fucking tree limbs that Kirk's just. You know. <laughs> Carves them down to a point. Yeah. He took a bunch of saplings and exactly. cut the branches up and said, "Well, what's funny is." There's, there's got to be like a dozen episodes where they're cornered on some planet and all they've got is it's just Kirk, Spock, maybe McCoy's there. They're going to die. And then Spock starts in with his pacifist bullshit. Well, you know, Captain, I really don't like killing people and everything. That shit's right out the window in this one. And that final Oh, yeah, battle... they're killing the people they want to negotiate with to get their, their shit. They're just <laughs> killing them left and right and beating the hell out of them, too. Spock shoots a guy in the balls, and then he <laughs> in the neck. It's great. <laughs> called negotiations <laughs> captain <laughs> we come in peace <laughs> we come in peace <laughs> and we're gonna leave with some cooked nuggets <laughs> i can't wait until we cover that episode i wish i, I wish you were here randy when we did miri man <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I love that episode too. See, I've got it too. <laughs> <laughs> no blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you can see it ain't a real disease. It looked like you used to eat fucking washed after working on the car. <laughs> Fucking McCoy all of a sudden's got a bunch of oil slits in his fucking arms. <laughs> they should have had Scotty just beam down some lava. And they would <laughs> just... The only thing you got wrong with you is fucking scurf. Scurfitis, <laughs> I think, is what that was. Scurfitis. <laughs> Captain, you never look at my legs. I don't look at your fat ass either. <laughs> <laughs> Yatch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
<laughs> Bryce, would you look at her legs? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, she was. She actually didn't look too bad. That was like one of the last times she didn't look too bad. Because the next time we see her, she looked like 10 miles of bad road. <laughs> Yeah, she did. Because <laughs> isn't she the one that became like a crack whore in New York City or something like that? Did she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she, she did. A prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> she got, she had an awful life after that, but she turned it around. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure Miri is her last episode. I, I'm almost positive. So between yeah. Miri and Star Trek Three, she had a really rough time. <laughs> What are, I don't know why I find that funny. Who it's is actually she in not Star funny. Trek Three. She's she's Rand. She's standing oh, uh, okay. in the observation room as uh, as the, the Enterprise down and over the top. <laughs> I, th I thought <laughs> just a minute. <laughs> Too much woman. Too much woman, Janet. You're more Too than much enough woman. woman now, baby. <laughs> Years ago, it wasn't so good, but now you got that white ass all to you. <laughs> oh my god, I thought you guys were talking about Miri, not Janice Rand. I forgot about that. Oh, I forgot yeah. about her. I don't know what happened to Miri. I have no, I don't think I've ever seen her in anything else. I think she went in a circus right next to the dog face boy. <laughs> We haven't gotten to that episode yet, have we? Oh, you guys. Oh, uh, which one is that? That's, that's the one with um, the seeds on the planet, isn't it? Isn't what is that? that? Paradise that. Syndrome? Is that it? Maybe. Is that the name of it? Syndrome, yes. Yeah. Flower. With the, yeah, with the triffids? Yeah, with the little flowers that turn their heads and go on you. Kurt smokes some dope and he goes wild. Hangs upside down from a tree. Yeah. It's got yeah. that's one with a lot of do 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 music in it. <laughs> Isn't that the one with Jimmy Boy? No, that's um. Uh, we have that's uh, Shirley. Oh, no. Shirley, have that's we done right. Shirley that's yet? Right. No, we were saving it in reserve because what's his face was supposed to join oh, us for that right. one, and <laughs> never heard from him again. That's so. right. Yeah. I'd I'd be all for doing. It. I I I think we ought to let Randy pick the next one, and that that's the one that we do next time. That's that that's what I would like to do. I'd be totally down for that. Are you not of the body? <laughs> we haven't done that one either. I don't think. Remember Have that we done day? that one? Was that huh? is that Landrew? That's not Landrew, is it? Yeah, yeah that's Landrew. Landrew. Yeah. Did we do that one? I don't know. I can't remember. I don't think we have. Yeah, cause that I don't remember that one. That's one of those ones that I have very vague memories of, but all I remember is that it sucks ass. I, that's the only thing I can remember about Somewhere it. Somewhere on the forum, we do have the the history. I had it a minute ago, and I don't know why I closed. It. I'm pulling it back up right now to see. Um, Scott, do you remember that day you and your father were standing in front of H and R Block on State Street, and that old bastard comes along, and I asked him if he was there for the festival. <laughs> you remember that? And he looked at me like I was nuts, and then I go, you know, six o'clock, the red hour. And he's still looking at me. I go, are you not of the body? 
<laughs> that, he looked at me like I was fucking nuts. Well, we got a lot of that in those days. You would, gra- you would grab people right by the back of the head and go, you know who I am. And they wouldn't know what the hell. <laughs> yeah, I did it right at the county like, fair. Like Greg Varney and Charles Petty. and. Oh, I sat behind Charles Petty for a whole study hall one day. <laughs> Shoots anyway, and I take the eraser on the end of my pencil and, and pretend it was a rocket and cram it in the back of his fucking head. I remember. And he never said a word. No, he thought. Come to find out that son of a bitch. Thought you would run him down and kill him as well. <laughs> Come to find out later on, the son of a bitch is a pedophile. Oh, really? seriously? Uh, that doesn't actually surprise me all that much. So I'm glad that I did what I did to the freaking bastard. <laughs> wow. So he got in trouble, I guess, in our our in in the later years. See, that's what I get for not hanging out around back in our old stomping grounds, man. Yeah, see, you, you miss out on finding out who's a pedophile and who isn't. <laughs> My favorite Charles Petty story was, uh, I'm, I'll never forget, because I always felt a little bit bad that we picked on him so much. Me too. Because I, I really did. And he never did anything. Out, he never was he never, obnoxious. Yeah, at, he was totally time, silent never. all the time. Well, then I used to see him in certain classes or in certain study halls, and he would be—he'd always be reading a Star Trek book. And that was at a time when I was reading like everything Star Trek that that they were putting out. So then it made me feel even that much worse. Like this was a guy that maybe I should be trying to make friends with rather than picking on him all the time. You know, which actually I don't think I actually picked on him all that much. But no. I mean, I didn't extend the hand of friendship either so one day we were walking across like a parking lot or something and he was just a little bit ahead of us and i went up to like try to strike up a conversation with him and everything and randy and i had just watched um garth of izar it's that shitty episode with uh with catwoman or not catwoman uh, batwoman in it yeah or batgirl rather remember where she's like the green slave girl Right, and, and it has uh, a bad music in it. So I, w- I walked up and I was trying to talk to him about Star Trek and everything. And he was just kind of being, you know, just non-committal. You know, I, th- I think he was waiting for for us to start ripping on him or something. And I, I kept trying to talk to him and everything. And then Randy was like, uh, he was doing the the quote in that episode at at Charles. He kept going. Uh, Queen to Queen's level three captain and and you know like teasing him and stuff while I was trying to talk to him and everything he just refused to talk to us and kept walking so Randy was like all right well fuck you then I <laughs> I although sometime I would I hear the Black River Drive-in is still in business. Yes, yeah, it's doing well actually. So Scott, if you ever if you ever make it up near these parts, the three of us got to go to the Black River Drive-in and watch whatever movie there. Hopefully there'll be some really shitty movie there that we can just <laughs> go and ridicule. Maybe it'll be the Candyman too. <laughs> uh, hey, I actually met the Candyman. I I know I told Scott about that, but I got to meet Candyman. Really? Um, I worked with this I worked with this guy, yeah, Tony Todd, and Tony and and Tony Todd had was in a play that was in our town, and kept oh, coming cool. to the bar that I worked at, but I was never there. And this other cook, like, sort of made friends with him, and then we were outside, and he's just like, "Chris, there's someone I want you to meet." And I turn around, and he's like, 
Hey, it's Tony Todd, and I'm fucking shaking hands with the Candyman. And his, That's cool. His hand was like, you could have fit two of my hands in his hands. That guy was huge. I've never, wow. see, I've never seen Candyman, but I heard that was the only movie Scott wanted to get his money back. Yes, we only paid a dollar to get in. We wanted it back. <laughs> That's the only movie I think I've ever stood up and said that that was fucking pathetic and walked out. <laughs> it was horrible. It was. It was absolutely no offense to the guy that was in it. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. It's I like Tony. I actually like Tony Todd. I think he's a really good actor. And the woman that's in that movie, I can't. I'm drawing a blank on her name right off the top of my head, but uh, I like her too. And I think that added to why I hated that piece of shit movie was. Here you've got two really good actors and they're completely wasted in this just horrible, horrible movie. Candy Graham. Oh, that was the conversation killer. <laughs> <laughs> How did we yeah, get the Candyman from Star Trek? Oh, I have just no getting idea. Your money. We were talking about picking on um, Charles Petty. Did did you know Greg? Did did, did we ever have Greg Varney in a class? class randy because oh know. yeah <laughs> yeah he used to tell me oh go fly a kite yep. gardener why don't you get, why don't you go fly a kite why don't you go jump in the lake <laughs> yeah why don't chris go slap your face <laughs> remember you did that at the fair could you imagine that walking around the county fair with your family and out of the blue comes somebody and just watch you side <laughs> I'd be so pissed. <laughs> this rattles your ears. <laughs> well, I'm looking oh. at the master list here, and uh, and a, there's still a good number of episodes here that we were just talking about that are, that are still. We still got the carbonite uh, carbonite maneuver is still on the list. Um, <laughs> Return of the Archons is still there. Uh, um, is it maybe it's this side of paradise? Maybe that's the one with the spore creatures. I forget. There's one that's this side of paradise, and then there's the paradise syndrome. I can't remember which one is which. Still got a mock time where Kirk and Spock fight. That's a good one. That's um, that's the sure. one that Andy's got to be on too. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yep. Andy's. Uh, we, there's still a bunch of good ones though. Didn't we do a piece of the action? We already did a piece of the action, I, yep. We did. It's still on the list here, but I thought we had knocked that one out already. No, I remember doing the Photoshop for that one. Yeah. Hey, Scott and Chris, what's the episode, uh, what's the name of the episode with the cloud people when they tell Kirk he's got to dig with his <laughs> The cloud minders. The cloud minders. That's that, one of our very first, huh? That's the name of it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't like that episode either. <laughs> no, that was one of the most terrible ones ever. Yep. That's the one where Spock actually is like trying to get busy with with the one, the one woman up in the clouds. Oh yeah, that's right. I had forgot about he's that. He's like getting part. all that... horned out, and he's not even pon far. Randy, that one you need to rewatch that one at some point just for the hilarity of the fact of. You get a scene, right, where where Spock is meeting that girl for the first time. And then it cuts to another scene, and I think it's with Kirk. And that scene can't run more than five minutes. Cuts back to Spock and that girl, and she's going, so you can only mate once every seven years? I'm thinking, within five minutes, 
Spock's macking on that girl. It's awesome. <laughs> I know. I know. You can only mate every seven years, but it just happens to be that window of opportunity. <laughs> well, look at the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. I know it's funny. You know, some of the, the things they said and did on there, it just, if you're not paying attention, you wouldn't catch it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, I like, it's like I say, I like the little looks that, that Shatner will give sometimes when a woman walks into the room because you can just see him eyeing her up and undressing her with his eyes. It's awesome. Well, he's Shatner just... himself was probably doing that, too. He was probably just like, well, he's like, do you guys have the, like, you know, the one sheets of all these, uh, you know, the eight by tens of all the actresses that are tried out this year? Get her. Yeah. <laughs> Gives him the once over. <laughs> Oh, it's awesome. Oh, you know well, that huh? You know Shatner would come up to the actresses and probably like, you know, we're gonna have to make out in this episode, so you're gonna have to maybe we should practice, get into character a little bit. <laughs> a trailer later. Yeah, exactly. Well the the baby in this one, the the Leonard James he actually turns up I knew he turned up in uh, remember the second comic series the the dc one the baxter paper series uh-huh one of the earliest storylines in that was one by peter david called the trial of james t kirk where he actually faces a court martial for all of his um uh, what you call it, uh, yeah prime directive violations <laughs> oh, God. and james Akbar <laughs> is all grown up in that story he comes to actually defend kirk and then i was looking at something else today and it was saying that um that he actually appears as a Starfleet admiral in several of the uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine novels. Now, I've never read any of the Deep Space Nine novels because I could barely make it through the series proper. But I, th I think that's kind of cool, though. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You should oh, man, it would have been fun to have you on the 1982 episode, episode we just did, too. Because we actually we covered Porky's in that. Oh, <laughs> was a nineteen eighty two movie. So that was the year. That's the year that Eli Nutter got accused. Thirty of... years ago. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's Thirty great. years ago, I told Eli, you went to Porky's. I love you, Daddy. Aw. Hey, I got it. Uh, don't let her it. fool you. She's doing it so she can have my chocolate shake. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what do you think? We got anything else on this one? Oh, I'm yeah. Like bury it. It sucked. <laughs> it does. There are a couple of uh, you know after months and months of us going on and on, and, and me really trying to illustrate the point that it's it's kind of a fantasy ideal that there was ever really an ensemble cast in Star Trek. This episode actually makes a liar out of me because all seven are in this one episode. And six of them are on the screen at the same time um, in the in the briefing scene. So it did happen from time to time. This is also the first episode where uh, Chekhov does the uh, it was invented in Russia thing, which he would do several times. Yeah. And, and Scotty oh, yeah. gets the quote that George W. Bush messed up. It's the same. The, oh, is it? The fool me once. Fool me shame once. on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. I have to make sure that I get it right, though. <laughs> That's a tough one. 
It also, according to, uh, this is just some stuff I picked up today looking at different sources. It also, supposedly, this is also the first one with Sulu's uh, Viewmaster, but I don't know about that one. And it also said that this is the only episode in which um, Uhura and Sulu call Scotty by his nickname. And then it says uh, Uhura also referred to him as such in Star Trek V, but she also refers to him that way in Star Trek IV. So it makes me think... You know, know, I'm know always dubious about. Yeah, exactly. By their, I, uh, is this from the same place you got the synopsis from? No. Okay. No. I'd even trust them less if that's where you were getting that information from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I typically I prefer to just go off the top of my head with these things. Every once in a while, I like to look up and just see what the little like little known facts about the different episodes and stuff. It always makes me sad <laughs> when I look up to see because I I was serious. I didn't think he really was, but I wanted to make sure that the guy that played the Klingon didn't play Lincoln in Savage Kurt. I didn't think it was the same guy, but I wanted to make absolutely sure he wasn't. Um, but then I, I learned that he's dead now. He died uh, not too long ago, actually. But I'm always that always makes me that always kind of bums me out when you know I find out that these guys are you know long gone now. That's that's always sad. I guess. <laughs> would it be one of them? Would it be, be 140? Exactly, they'd be in bad shape. You know, you want them to suffer right. and crap in a plastic bag. Great, Scott. <laughs> he's still alive, but he's on life support. He just has blinky lights. Exactly. <laughs> boop. Yeah. <laughs> boop boop. This episode suck. Boop. <laughs> boop boop. Yeah. Just, yeah. Did this episode suck? Beep, beep. <laughs> was it two for yes or one? I don't know. I, I think it was one for yes and two for no. I think he really didn't do any of that anyway. He was just telling them, one, I got to really piss, or two, I got to take a dump. <laughs> Meanwhile, we got shit We got shit that they can hook up to your eyeballs these days so people can talk through their, through their fucking nice, compact electric wheelchair. And that guy had a fucking... 10 ton truck wheelchair that had to be put over his whole body and all he could do is beep once or twice I know, and the only problem he looked like he had was that he had a bad case of asthma he's like, <laughs> it's like got the fly catcher working yeah yeah it's like right. Did he... well, isn't, isn't that the one where you and i spotted that you know for one they're supposed to be on this fancy swanky new star base and they've got freaking doors with doorknobs and hinges exactly. for one thing, instead of, you know, automatic pneumatic doors. But then I think that's also the one where you and I notice that there's fucking door jams. So you've got this guy that's in his, in his giant wheelchair. wheelchair. And he can't get out the goddamn door. <laughs> You'd think that yeah. shit would be wheelchair accessible by the 24th century. <laughs> It's not bad enough that all I got is a blink one or blink two for I gotta get to the he freaking. Didn't, he didn't even have a handicap tag on his wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> and you think by that time too, somebody would have given some Grecian formula or something. something. For great. Or wash that scurf off his face too, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm gonna wash that scarf right off of my face. Yeah. 
I know it looked like somebody drug him down the road by his nose. <laughs> Real rash face. <laughs> do you have your... Uh, do we want to pick an episode, or do you want to use the random number generator? I can How do, do either. To... I got the random number generator in my hand. Okay. The Star Trek computer fired up. And we are coming up with the number... 59. 59, dude. Let's see. 59. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> it's Cat's Paw, shit. Oh, we already did Cat's Paw. Oh, it's in the children shall leave. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, didn't we already do that one? Did we? Yes, that's with Space, Space Burger, Burger King, King, man. Yeah, we already did that uh, one. Um, are you sure? I'm pretty Let's positive see. that we did do that. Let's one. see. Well, see, we talked about that one in in one of those Halloween episodes, but I don't think we've actually done that episode. Let's see. I'm looking at the master list here. <laughs> um, I'm not seeing it. Are you sure we did that one? No, I'm. Of course, I'm not. All right. I don't think. That one. All right, I'm penciling it, and then the children shall lead. That episode sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun with that one, guys. <laughs> do, you, do you want to come back and join us for that one? Absolutely. All right. <laughs> uh, oh. Let me get a pen and write down what what season is that, guys? That's season uh, two. It's got to be like season true. two or three. It's 59. There's seven, what, 77 episodes, 78 episodes? Yeah, something like that. I'm pretty sure that's a third, but I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, it is. It's early in the third season. Third? Okay. okay. Yeah. Are we off? Good. Well, that ought to hold the little bastards. You can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode. With your message read in the show's opener, it's that easy, and there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. Anytime you plan to visit Amazon.com, please be aware that if you use the Amazon.com link located on our website, www.2TrueFreaks.Libson.com, Two True Freaks will receive a referral bonus for any items you purchase. There is absolutely no additional cost to you whatsoever for doing this. All proceeds go directly toward keeping new episodes of all your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated podcasts rolling and it really helps us out. So please, use our Amazon.com link anytime you plan to visit Amazon.com. Welcome to Amazon. I love you. <laughs> visit our website at 2TrueFreaks.Libson.com Two True Freaks is always spelled T W O 
T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Libsyn is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com, where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two, Two True, True Freaks. Freaks. is a bottle of very, very, very old scotch. Whiskey! Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> well, answer me, Christ! <laughs> <laughs> well, I can see you haven't changed much. <laughs> no. Still the same idiot, only a little bit older. Hi. My my poor kids. I can't imagine my son coming home and saying, "Dad, I got arrested for whiffing somebody with a whiffle ball bat." <laughs> I'd have to spank him and then tell him later, "Good boy." Exactly. <laughs> Train him with a with a stuffed dummy of Don Doni from when he's young. <laughs> is that is that freak still alive? I was just gonna say, did you know he died? Yeah, I, I imagine he was probably dead by now. I think he had a heart attack after your father told him he was gonna kill him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I know. It's like everybody that. We got all the best stories about they're all gone now. It's like Eli's dead. and Well, they're just Alfred's having Alfred's dead. memorial in Black River, like, next week or something like that. But he yeah. died three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder when I called him he wasn't home. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred, where are you? He died three years ago. Shit, where's Pete? <laughs> Pete's been in the Tops parking lot for three years now. <laughs> oh, he, Come on! Come on! He can't call Jack Slater anymore either. He's dead. Is he really? Really?
Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, he died of uh, cancer or too many trips to Tops or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> that does. That makes me feel old, man. All these. Well, Danny all Burgess these is can't. definitely dead, too. Yep. Another yeah. one of Hesh's contemporaries. <laughs> they still got uh, a seat for him up at Denny's, but he never shows up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, say something. Arr. Who the hell's ringing the door? Your daughter. <laughs> right, you try to do something, there's some freak wanting to slay magazines. <laughs> All right, you want me to bring it in, Scott? How do you how do you want to how do you want to approach this? Just like a regular monthly Monday, and then we. I, yeah, as quickly as possible. I say we, we, you know, we get we get into the preliminary stuff, and then as quickly as possible, dive right into uh, to introducing Randy, and we'll get right into the show proper. Um, okay. One thing I did think about, though, um, did you hear that uh, Sally Ride died yesterday? Yes. Wanted to dedicate the show to her. Okay, George. If you want to. died too. <laughs> George oh, Jefferson. George Jefferson? George yeah, I Jefferson. About, yeah, I heard that today, yeah. <laughs> this show's dedicated to Sally Ride and George Jefferson. <laughs> okay, we're moving on up. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're moving on. Jesus Christ, who's getting murdered? I'm telling you. Yeah, my kids are playing with this freak kid down the freaking street, and I can't stand it. <laughs> I told him the name. I see one of them Gardner boys. Keep that little freak away from me. Freaking lunatic. This is a true story. This girl's eight years old, and she's like a stalker. She's constantly down here when we're not here. I've driven by a couple times when I happened to, like, Catherine and the girls were gone or whatever, uh, Catherine being my wife, uh, went around to a couple different places, and I stopped on my way home from work or whatever, and the freaking girl's on my porch. I don't know if she's taking the shit out there or what she's doing, you know? <laughs> so 
I come in one day and I look and on the front door of my house, somebody's carved the word fuck on my front door. I knew <laughs> I knew it, sir. I, I wanted you to know I stopped by. I <laughs> say, is this kid a agent or what? I said, I said to her, I said, do you know Scott in Georgia, by the way? <laughs> said no but i'll go right fuck on his door too if you want <laughs> she's the girl that lives next door <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh, i forgot all about that shit oh. <laughs> i had two This girl is a fruitcake. She has freaking raisins. I am, I am fucking beet red from laughing. I'm telling you. Girl, next door. Next door. It's just starting. To, that's just kind of, that was like a letter that some girl wrote to him, right? Wasn't it? <laughs> to you. To me. <laughs> Because you rode the bus with me a couple of times to come spend the night, like on the weekends or something, and that one homely chick that lived down the street liked you. And she gave me a note that said, can you know something, you know, tell him I want his, want to jump his bones or some fucking thing, and said, I'll tell him I'm the girl that lives next door. <laughs> I'm the illiterate that lives next door. Oh, God. Yeah, and even at an early age, I, they really knew how to hone in on me, man. I'm wrong. This is going to be the most fucked up episode of Two True Freaks Star Trek Monthly Monday ever. If this oh, is like awesome. your first episode of this ever, they're just going to be like, what the hell is going on here? Man, I was just lunatic they brought up. You sure you want to tell them you're related to me? So you're the lunatic that derailed my podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot about it. I like that episode too where you're chasing that log that looks like a long turd. <laughs> oh, dude, I was thinking about you so hard last episode, or last Star Trek episode that we did because it was the one with, uh, with Finney where they think that uh, Kirk killed Finney and then they put him on <laughs> trial. And there's that, that great, at the very end of the episode, Kirk's last captain's log, he says, beaten and sobbing, I dragged Kenny, Finney back to the counselor, something like that. But that's how he describes his encounter. He says, beaten and sobbing. That's because he gave him a fucking roundhouse to the jaw. Little beaten and sobbing. Because I dislocated his face. <laughs> That's like, sounds like Lance's uh, excuses for me missing school. <laughs> Randy could not come to school today for he had the toe of my boot on his ass. Beaten and sobbing, I drove him to school. <laughs> I'll tell you what, one of the most popular Two True Freaks stories ever is the, the Christmas with Lance Christmas tree story. Oh. Oh, wow. We were talking about that last night, weren't we? If you guys could have only been there. 
<laughs> it's one of the most memorable classic moments. If I only lived on this earth for, for 20 minutes, I would have wanted it to be that 20 minutes. <laughs> Just let me live, Lord, for 20 minutes to see Lance rifle my fucking Christmas tree out into the front yard and tell me we won't have no fucking Christmas this year. <laughs> Verbatim, that, that every bulb and icicle and, and every little ornament that dear little Randy crafted when he was a little boy was fucking destroyed. <laughs> oh, all the sentimental value of a, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> the funniest thing, though, was watching him try and cram that tree with the branches facing the wrong way and, and struggling and fussing and swearing trying to push that tree out the door. <laughs> him just a howling and it was a bitter gray, like 10 degrees Fahrenheit day. And he's out there in them old shitty pants he used to wear and that white t-shirt, wind a howling, no hat, no gloves. Ah, it was, it was priceless. <laughs> Christmas... $50. Presents under the tree, $150. Lance cussing and throwing the tree in the front yard, priceless. <laughs> I have to take my glasses off every like five minutes just to. Why, you gotta. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, by the way, Scott, forgot. It's, it's totally off the beaten path. But I, I uh, when your dad was just up here, we were playing badminton, and I spiked the birdie right off of his glass. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, oops, sorry. That was accidental. I meant to do it. <laughs> Did he pick up the net and fling it and go, I hate this fucking game anyway? <laughs> that, that was usually Monopoly. Right, yeah, he'd, he'd grab the corner of the board if he was losing at Monopoly and just fling this shit across the room. I hate this goddamn game anyway. <laughs> I know. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we had Mr. Woodcock. Mr. Woodcock, yep. <laughs> and Scott, Scott came in. And he's just like, he can hardly stand up. He's laughing so hard and like crunched over, you know, like his belly was hurt. And I go, what's the matter with you? And he, he goes, uh, he could hardly catch his breath. Finally, he tells me, just listen to the morning announcement. <laughs> and, and it was, could Pete Hash and Jack Slater please come to such and such a I, I could not stop laughing that whole morning. I even got yelled at, I think, in one of the early morning classes. I couldn't stop laughing. Well, remember, like, a couple weeks later, he got away with, he got, can be identified by scratches on yeah. his face. <laughs> can I have attention, please? <laughs> There's a bust of Captain Kirk. <laughs> right. It was a clay bust a of bust. Captain Kirk. <laughs> and it can be identified by three scratches on its face. Well, whoever was reading it, 
remember whoever was reading it like stopped about three quarters of the way through and they were like oh this doesn't seem this, right. could you come down to the office they were like you could just hear it in their voice them going what the fuck like there was any chance in hell you were gonna go down to the office <laughs> and I was sitting there going, yeah, fucking A, right? I'm going down to the office. That was one of those things where there were literally like three people in the whole school laughing their ass off and everybody else going, what? What the? What? <laughs> exactly. What? I don't get it. I remember sitting in homeroom and people looking at me going, what is so funny? And is I'm fucking because a... I can't breathe. Does he have... Is he having some sort of seizure or something? <laughs> call the, the ambulance. Well, it's funny too because I think I only remember getting called down to the office once, and uh, it was because I David Shell, freaking freak, used to come over and sit at our table and I'd tell him every day, "Get the hell out of here, you douchebag! No one wants you around. You look like a goddamn peanut. Get out of here." <laughs> he got out That's right, you told him so I squunched his banana and I shoved it in his face. Oh god. So the little that. bastard went down and told Mr. Whoever was principal. And then I go down there and so I go walking in and he goes, Mr. Gardner. So you squunched a banana in David's <laughs> I said, Yes, sir, I did. He actually laughed about it and told me, please don't ever do it again, because I was actually lucky because I'd never been in trouble before. Little did he know I was destroying stuff behind his back. But I, I didn't get in any trouble for it or nothing. But yeah, what's this just squunched his banana? <laughs> well, what's funny is you never got sent down to the office once in Eli's class. Never. Oh, he loved me. He loved you. Scared to death of one of the two. <laughs> I think he was scared to death of me. I remember, didn't like at the end of the school year, you were like, I'm going to miss you, you big lipped bastard. Or yes. <laughs> I know. I said, I'll miss you. And he just kind of looked at me. I think he had a tear in his eye. I think he missed me too. It was a tear of happiness. He was getting rid of us. Well, then, when he told me I couldn't look in the dictionary for the test, I said, ah, oh, fuck you. And I went down, got the dictionary, did my test. I don't even, even with the dictionary, I didn't get 100. All, all I remember is luminosity. <laughs> No, I did it the whole class. Randy, will you stop it, please? Luminosity. Luminosity. <laughs> he just was, he had had enough. I, then for a month, I'd ask him, Mr. Nutter, what does luminosity mean? And he'd just shake his head and go on and ignore me. <laughs> I just remember when you used to bum tissue after tissue from a yeah. I'd blow my nose, and you would sit there and use the whole box of tissues just right in front of him, just go, you know, and, and throw oh. it away. 
Oh my god. It, it was it, all it took the, the the funny thing is is like you and Scott were like kind of legendary throughout the rest of the school just for the fucking shit used to pull on Eli. Oh yeah, like, it was fun because you were you two were the only ones who would call him Eli to his face for one. <laughs> like every time you didn't call him if you called him Mr. Nutter, you were like Mr. Nutter, whatever, like whatever, Eli. What's <laughs> funny is that the first or the first time we ever tried to get away with that, he would he would stand there and he corrected us. Oh, you really ought to call me Mr. Nutter and be all right, Eli. Calm down. <laughs> I'll never forget too when Scott in that one movie <laughs> he put it on the wrong side where there was no beep, and Scott went beep. <laughs> and he got all flustered and he was ready to just smash the record. He did. He, he, was... it, he broke it over his knee, remember? <laughs> he goes, I don't have any more goddamn film strips. And he busts the record over his knee and threw it to the ground. Because <laughs> he was 27 frames ahead of the record there by Gaylord Nelson. <laughs> Well, Scott and I were, like, in the same class for Eli for, like, ten seconds, and then Scott whipped a science book at the at the, uh, <laughs> at the, at the screen, yeah. and, and it flapped up and everything, and then they separated us. Because remember that year? We were together that year at the beginning, and they were like, we yeah. got to get these two fucking separated, or they're going to cause too much Oh, Scott used to come in every day for study hall. <laughs> Eli would never send him away. He tried a couple times for Scott Stanley. Yeah, he used to say no to him because he couldn't fucking do anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then he'd show up for study hall and he'd, he'd, he'd sign the, the pass and then he'd go, all right, now get out of here. And he'd send me right back out the door. So I'd go like I was going to the door, and I'd just cross the room and sit down in a different place. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about doing that shit. Ah, uh, you couldn't get away with that shit anymore. You shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't have gotten away with it then. Actually, people uh, would be like, oh. oh, the things you could get away with these days. But, man, we got away with some shit back in those those <laughs> days. Every day we were throwing stuff over that um, divider mm -hmm. into, into Mr. Uh, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Rivette. Rocket Rivette. Christ, I threw a banana peel over one day and it hit Mr. Rivette. And he'd come over and started bitching at Eli, yeah. telling him if you can't get control of this classroom or whatever. And it was me that threw the banana peel. <laughs> yeah, that happened in, when in our class, Will Howard threw emptied a garbage can over into there, and, and the same thing happened. He came running over, and he's just like, you know, what are you going to do to keep these kids in order? Because it's starting to affect my class, too. Because we used to just wing shit over into the because it was where he kept the, what were they, mod sheets or whatever. They, so he had all the mod sheets were stuck in that divider. So you'd have to go over to get your mod sheet, and when you do, you'd grab it and just go wing, wing, and throw a couple things over there when nobody was looking. I, I went over one day, I took the whole thing, I had forgotten all about mod sheets. I took the whole stack and threw them over the thing, and I went up and I go, Eli, there ain't any mod sheets. He goes, what, what? I said, look, I said, you assigned us, but we don't have any mod sheets. Oh, he was furious. <laughs> Because I had flung them all over into Mr. Rivette's class. 
god. I had forgotten the whole thing about you telling David Shell that he looked like a peanut. I wonder. Yeah, I've been. I've tried to find that guy a couple times on Facebook just to see, you know, what became of him. I think that stupid fuck probably. Be, you know, he probably climbed up in a bell tower with a sniper well, rifle. Well, there's this. There's this Christian rock and roll guitar playing guy named David Shell, and I think it might be like his kid or something. You uh -huh. know. Because he could have gotten married right out, you know, found some nice church girl out of high school, although. Or church boy. I don't know, you know. Yeah. I would think that, I would see that more with, like, Jeff Snave. Snave. <laughs> Snave. You know, when when you were talking about, like, how you never ch picked on Charles Petty, I was trying to think of who you actually picked on, Scott, and it was really, it was just Eli Nutter. It was usually teachers, Eli Nutter, Mr. Kenahan. <laughs> or or John Graw, John Graw John was Graw, one of the yeah. only people that he used to, but he like, was, he was like begging for it basically. He was like, he was he start, was like a stupid puppy that just doesn't know to go away. To sit you down, know that yeah, you don't get, want it brown. You know, <laughs> John Graw, I had forgotten about that freaking loser. <laughs> he was a goon. He literally was a goony. So like there were a lot of them. Greg Varney was Goonie. He was like a little. He was like Don Knotts mixed with John Wayne. <laughs> Why did you go jump in the lake, Randy? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> and a, a dill fly a kite, Gardner. A dill dad always used to be like, Charles, you know I am gay for you," and he would like, <laughs> and he would like blow in his ear and be like. Why don't you come with me and we will go on the date to a movie, Charles? And Charles would be like, maybe I would if I was gay, Adil, but I'm not. So why don't you go jump in the lake? <laughs> go fly a kite or what? You know, he had he had a million of them. I know. I always I wonder didn't. if he ended up in a fucking bell tower picking people off, you know. Uh, I, some of these guys, I'm telling you, they know what terrorism's about because they were victims of it. Anybody who <laughs> fucking went to Carthage Central School District got a good taste of... <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't have, like, five Columbines in that school. I know. When you think they would have blamed it on us. They would have expected yeah, it from us. I know. <laughs> There was definitely the potential there when you look back with some of the people that went to that school. Yeah. I'll I tell know. you, one of the funniest things I ever saw in school, though, um, uh, Kevin Pfeiffer was his name. He was like uh, yeah. uh, 27 in the ninth grade. Right, right. And uh, like Merle Mr. Uh, Mr. Metcalf pissed him off. And he used to talk like Donald Duck all the time, and he would swear in Donald Duck's voice and everything. It was actually kind of funny. Well, uh, Metcalf caught him one day and threatened to kick him out of class or something like that. And he said, fuck you, basically, as Donald Duck. And Metcalf said, what would you say to me? And got right in his face, and Kevin Typer just shoved him right into the deep end of the pool. <laughs> it was like January or February, snowing and blowing out. Here goes Kevin Typer. You know that back corner emergency exit door by the pool yeah. back then? Well, he pushed that open. The alarm goes off, and you see this guy walking in the dead of snow and winter in his freaking um, swimming trunks, <laughs> no other clothes on, 
and he never came back. That was his last day of school. <laughs> he just shoved him in the pool, told him to F off in Donald Duck's voice, and walked home in a blizzard in gym shorts. See, I, re- <laughs> I forgot all about him. I remember going to like a haunted house in Carthage one day, and he was there ahead of us, and he had gotten like poked in the eye with something, and he had like this metal like eye patch over his eye and and he he was you know he was a lot older than all of us and he was like fucking doing the donald duck voice and talking about the spaghetti strainer over his head and we thought that was (laughs) the funniest shit we ever heard in our (laughs) lives yeah kevin typer yeah i Um, i mean we were pretty wild but then you think of the people like fucking dan huney and and all those guys yeah captain caveman (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they were nuts they yeah were nuts. yeah oh yeah i went dude. to parties with them and, and they cooked uh scott mcgregor's fish i was at that party <laughs> yeah, yeah we were there that? yeah, yeah we were and they drew faces uh or we drew faces on his sister's pictures and then <laughs> they, put them back up <laughs> they were those they were those it's fucking the they, were, they were they were those pictures <laughs> that were like sewn they were like like needlepoint pictures of Scotty and his, his little girls with mustaches. Buck Cutie shit on, on Mrs. McGregor's pillow. Fucking, yeah, Darren DeVito pissed in, in Scotty's sister's bed in the corner of her bed that night. And they, like it, they threw what was I think they threw his lawnmower into the there was just also, dude. I remember sitting there at the party, and like, fucking Barry O'Brien and Dan Huney showed up outside, and they're out yeah. there all like, "Hey, Scotty, why did you let me in? Come on, man, let me in the party. Yeah, hey, Scotty." And he's just like, "No, you can't come in," and he wouldn't let him in the party. So then you would fucking hear like. <laughs> in the background and they'd be fucking pulling plants up and throwing them in the canal and Scotty would go running, running out there like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he would go looking to see what they'd do and then they'd run into the house and they'd fucking pull the fish out and, yeah. and fucking Jesus. just start pissing in the shampoo and go around and then Scotty would run in the house and roust them out and then they would go outside and just do it over and over again. I, I, I took and took the, they had this, this big tub of uh, hand soap and I took it and I put it in their carton of milk and stirred it up. Because you imagine drinking soapy milk? Holy shit. God, that don't taste like Nesquik, does it? Good night. Oh, you would have the shits for like a month. You'd be shitting, scrubbing bubbles for a month. That's the night that crazy <laughs> son of a bitch made the chess pieces move without touching them. Who? What? Scott McGregor. I'm telling you the truth. Because back then I didn't drink much. So I maybe had a beer or two that night. But yeah, that son of a bitch moved those chess pieces without touching them. I didn't see that. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth, man. That guy's weird. Well, yeah, he is. He is. Well, no, no, he's do. He's like he's into pagan stuff now. So, yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah, he. Um, he had books of spells back in those days, and he, so, he. I'm telling you, he could make things move without touching them. 
Larry O'Brien that night pissed in his fucking he had a, he had an army helmet in his room. <laughs> and Barry pissed in the army helmet. And Scotty didn't his room was so messy that he didn't find the army helmet for like fucking six months. And it was oh. up on a shelf. And it, fell, and it fell down on him one day and he puked oh. place. He's like, Somebody pissed in an army helmet and we're all fucking thinking, Holy shit, that was like two months ago. Well, I forget what they did, but somebody did something in his piano too. Oh, there was yeah, there was a yeah. I forget I mean, what it they was. Did. He, Everything was destroyed. Every time he threw a party, it always started with Barry, Barry O'Brien and Dan Huney fucking everything up, and he would be like, "I'm gonna have a party at my house," and Doug Barney would be like. No, man, Scotty, do not have a party at your house because every time it gets trash and you get ground, and then he would get grounded for like two months afterwards. And because his mom would come home and just find the place fucking trashed. I, I remember I reefed him side the head with an aerosol can at the Rocky Horror Picture <laughs> yeah. Show. Yep. And to this day, he thinks it was Scott that did it. I always thought it was Scott that did it. That's I thought I did that too. We're gonna we're gonna do an we're gonna do an episode on on that someday because a lot of people have been like ta- would be talking about Rocky Horror Picture and Scott and I'll be like we have a story about Rocky Horror Picture. But <laughs> looking back, you know what? I think you're right. Scott did throw it, and he blamed and you people. got blamed for and it. You, yeah, you got blamed That's for it. Right. We all got kicked out or like. The two of you got kicked out, and then they were like, two, it was like me and somebody else was with us, too. And we were like, well, fuck this. I'll, we'll just all leave. It was like three quarters of the way through the movie anyway. Because, <laughs> yeah, you just, <laughs> you'd been spraying the shit, and then it just died, and you were just like, screw it, man. Wing. We stopped at the hardware store and bought nuts and bolts to throw at the freaking movie. Well, the thing about Scotty was you weren't even aiming at him, but he was the kind of guy that if, something, if something was flying through the air, it was going to hit him in the head or, or bounce off his car. When his car was always getting all fucked up. And... I remember one day, I don't even remember what I was up there for, but I went up to Thompson Park, and it was early in the morning, and his truck was parked up there, and he had like... You know how you have the sun thing? You can put the thing in the front of your car and it'll block the sun from getting in. Uh-huh, he right. had one of those all around his car, and I guess they said that he used to go up there and sleep in the morning. Really strange, odd guy. I never really had a problem with him other than he was just kind of, like I said, a little odd. and No, he's a, he's, he's a good guy. He's always had shit luck, like the worst luck in the world. And he was always just kind of mushy about it. You know what I mean? He never, like, mm-hmm. asserted himself. And he was always yeah. just sort of like, oh, oh. I mean, that was when, yeah, I mean, we we used to hang out with him all the time. And his catchphrase that, you know, when we saw him was, oh, oh. Because he would just, you know, he would get all like like Eeyore from yeah. Winnie the Pooh yeah. and shit. And yeah. he's still to this. <laughs> I, I haven't seen him in years. He came up, actually. We Our band had a concert. And he came up and filmed it, and he had all oh, this cool. nice video equipment. He does a website in Watertown, like News Junkie or something. It's like a news 
Whenever somebody oh, that's dies, him? yeah, that's I. He's he oh. runs that, I think. And, cool, uh, cool. Yeah, I get on News Junkie a lot. And uh, I didn't know he did. That's that. whenever I find out anybody's dead. It's usually a link to News Junkie. Whenever yeah, there's a, right. There's a, <laughs> oh, dude, you know what I got? I gotta, I gotta take a picture of it. I've got a fucking Tim Percy for like town council. <laughs> yeah. Action poster. <laughs> That somebody He's a crack me. dealer and sells crack and fights gunfights with police, but he wants to be town supervisor. Unreal. Oh man, I I remember we we had the whole we did the whole story of where we got the Percy's after hash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All kill you Percy's is bastards. <laughs> what did you say, him. Pete? I said All you Percy's is bastards. <laughs> You guys are all faggots. <laughs> <laughs> and the next yeah. thing you know, Pete's calling me up just like, Jesus Christ, what did you tell those guys? I know, right? <laughs> They're going to kill me. They were going to fucking kill him. <laughs> they would have burned his house down with him in it. Oh, and man. Alfred, too. <laughs> well, it's funny. I Speaking of Barry O'Brien... Barry and I, oh, we used to get along a lot, especially when we were younger. I haven't seen or talked to him in years. But anyway, the last time I saw him was several years ago over to Lil's. My thing was always to, when somebody had been drinking, was to, to get him a little bit more drunk because I could talk him generally into doing just about anything. Yeah. <laughs> we're over there one night, and I just I thought to myself, God, I'd love to plug the little side of the head with something. <laughs> and so I told Barry, I go, Barry, tell you what, I said, I'll give you five bucks if you'll hit a little with an egg. He goes, no, no, I can't do that. I said, why? Come on, Barry. I said, you did that years ago for less than that. He wouldn't, he wouldn't. So I said, I want a couple drinks. And he said, sure. So I bought him a couple shots of the hardest liquor you could find. He guzzled them down, and then I talked him into it. Bought him two pickled eggs. I said, eat the first one and then just plaster her side the head. <laughs> so he does. He goes, Lil, Lil. And she goes, what, Barry, what? And he goes, pickle this. And he placed that pickled egg and it just smashed her right side the head. She chased him around the bar with a broom. Oh, it was uh, That's I'm Barry O'Brien, yeah? That's, yeah? that's totally yeah. him, man. I used to hang out with him a lot. I've seen... I've seen some, uh, yeah, dude, dude, that guy is fucking, he can be scary sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen him in a long time, but yeah, he he got a little goofy there when he'd get really drunk, so I'd kind of steer clear yeah. from him. But that night I bought him drinks, so I was his best buddy, and then when he plugged her, I was like, I couldn't believe he actually did it. I it was so funny. I remember riding in a car. On Halloween, like on one of the Halloween night, or no, it wasn't Halloween. It was the night of the Harmonic Convergence, and we were fucking. Barry O'Brien had a car that he was. It was almost dead, and we went out <laughs> to those the the paths that led down to the river. You know, next to where Trisha oh, yeah. Dunn's house was, and isn't yeah. that right where around Jack Slater used to live too? Right yeah. down the street there, yeah. And uh, yeah. so we were driving through there, and we had the his car. And he's just like Road Warrior, and he fucking opens up the trunk, <laughs> and he's got baseball bats and crowbars, and he just starts handing them all out to us, and just starts fucking peeling around there with his car, and we just start beat, you know, beating on the car. It would come tearing through the woods, and 
we you know and he'd fucking hit a tree and we'd jump on it and beat on it (laughs) till it died and then we were all sitting around you know the car beating the shit out of it and then dan huney drives up in his car and he's like, come on, let's go for a ride. And we get in the back of his car <laughs> and he starts fucking driving through downtown Black River. And we realize he's shit faced, like oh, shit faced. No. And he's driving like, and he's like, you guys like Led Zeppelin? Listen to this. And he's playing fucking Achilles Last Stand by Led Zeppelin. And he's like driving down, you know, over the bridge, like full speed, just going, uh, uh, uh. Uh, singing along to it and I was like Captain Caveman <coughs> Jesus we're gonna fucking die I know he was like a you know has shoulders hunched and like his that's arms what they used to front. call him his nickname through school was he, Captain Caveman <laughs> he would beat his chest and everything like that cartoon he did he was like a fucking troll from out from under a <laughs> yeah, like nuts and uh, Ed Ed Rice. Oh yeah, steady Eddie with the meatball eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Randy, there's a movie out there you gotta see. It's called Goon. Goon. Yes, yes, it's I haven't seen it. It's a hockey movie. Yet. It's fucking I'm... great. It's the modern day slap shot, dude. It's all it is is swearing and hockey violence. <laughs> teeth, teeth and fucking blood. It's awesome, man. Sounds like Scott on the street actors. <laughs> <laughs> Old Ed Rice, go home, goon. <laughs> and just club the piss out of him with your stick. Oh, I hacked the hell out of him. <laughs> oh. Dude, remember when we used to sit on that hill right down the street from your, your, your parents' place and fucking plug tractor trailers as they were coming down the hill? Oh, yeah. I... We're lucky we didn't kill some, like, make them crash, because that was that big, long, curvy hill, and we'd just plaster them when they'd come around that corner. remember one night, I think Scott did it. I think we put, uh, like, a a Rubbermaid trash can out. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, this car comes flying down around, and he's like, listen, listen. We hear a thawump, and it it went sailing. You could hear it, and we were just there dying laughing because the car hit that Rubbermaid trash can dead on. Oh, yeah, we used to plug cars and all kinds of stuff. It was crazy. <laughs> then the funny thing is uh, we used to dig holes and cover them up, and kids would come flying up back when I used to live where Gary lived. Um, Kids would come flying up through there on their bicycles or their mini bikes, hit that hole and about bust their ass. <laughs> but there's this one time too, I can't remember who the hell the freak was, but we were at the Jefferson County Fair and he was running, being a hellion, and I stuck my foot out the tree. <laughs> busted his ass against the door, but I'll be damned if I can remember who that was. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? That's, I remember. That's I mean, probably, Chris doesn't remember. Uh, that's probably that's probably no. That was probably like that was probably like when you guys taped Hesh in the car coming back from the fair or something like that. I don't know if I was there for that. Yeah, it was you. Yeah, he, it was, was you. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to hurt you, but you, you went sliding. You went sliding across the ice like uh, the door. 
you slid across the ice like Socrates in Bill and Ted. <laughs> I don't remember uh, that at all. Well, nope. it's good to know you don't hold a grudge then. <laughs> probably knocked the memory out of your head. <laughs> I remember the three of us fucking going into the phase. And was it phase? What parking lot was it that we were slinging all those um, shopping carts around for oh, the cars? Oh, yeah, Kmart. Phase. Kmart, yeah. yeah. Kmart, too, yeah. Not them hills up to the cinema mall. <laughs> We'd just pull up to I that one. I used to take a... Huh? We'd just pull up to that one place and fill the back of the car with the fucking plants that they'd have in front of that one store. Like the <laughs> potted plants and just like yeah. them with Pepsi machines. and. <laughs> I used to take a special pride that for years afterward... Every time we'd go to Phase, you could see that hole in the glass where we had that that little uh, pellet uh, pistol. Yeah, pellet pistol, and we we had shots in the foyer there at at the Phase shopping center. Yeah, like in the middle of the night, and then we'd like could go back there, and there were just little holes in it. Yeah. Yep. They didn't replace that shit till the day they tore the friggin' building down. I don't think. I remember you used to go in with one comic book rolled up and come out with 20 of them. <laughs> <laughs> I just after playing about in. five games of Tron, too. He would stop and play yeah, some Tron and then leave. <laughs> oh, God, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, that, fa- that, that, that whole plaza was pretty lax, man. We could climb up and change the names of the movies on the marquee and shit. <laughs> I know. Sign. <laughs> I know. And no, we never got caught with anything there ever. For anything we do, we never got kicked out when we were winging shit at the screen and never. No, I don't. never. The never. only time we ever got yelled at at anything like that was at the that was at the Salmon Run Mall at the, at the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and it's you had funny. to hit someone in the head with a bottle for that. <laughs> I know. Only once in my life have I been tossed out of the cinemas at Watertown or any other cinema. It was uh, when the Batman come out with um, Jack Nicholas played the Joker. And, uh, Jack Nicholson, you freak. Or, uh, yeah. Jack Nicholson's a fucking golf guy. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> That should tie you, I'm tired. Anyway, I went to the movies. I forget who I was with, a couple guys, friends, whatever. And we went to see that movie, and it was a matinee. What's that the one where Arnold Palmer played Batman? So <laughs> Tiger Woods played, played the Riddler. Um, we went and watched it, and these freaking kids kept shooting spitwads at us. There were three, four rows back. I should have just put up with it because it's what we used to do, too. But I had had enough, so I said, watch this, guys. I went out and bought the biggest popcorn, biggest drink you could get, right? Well, I asked him for an extra large cup because I told him I was going to share it with my buddies. So I put soda in that extra cup and mixed it with popcorn and kind of swirled it all up. And I went, ha choo And I threw it over my shoulder and drowned it. Those kids in this gallon soda and popcorn. And they started blatting. The guy came and kicked me out, but it was worth it. 
That's the only time I've been. I like that you sneezed before you did. I should say. Choo! You got kicked out of the movie theater. You're not supposed to be hearing this. No, Daddy would do something like that. No. That was some hell. Yeah, that was your nephew Scott. Your your nephew, your cousin Scott. Whatever the hell you are, <laughs> that freak that happens to be related to us named Scott. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so funny. Oh, your face you had to be there. Yeah, they said your face. <laughs> My face what? Is funny. How? I don't know. They can't even see you. I'll what did I do? You're probably bucktoothed. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably redheaded and bucktoothed. Yeah. Looks like Donnie Halverson's sister. <laughs> <I'm>, I... <laughs> uh. <laughs> Get with you. One. Get with you. Go lay down. Go lay down. <laughs> Kids were supposed to be in bed an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is I do it generally. Generally, I do it in fun, but I catch myself every now and then with uh, with the lancism. Oh yeah. And kids don't appreciate nothing. All you do, <laughs> wah wah wah. <laughs> I know it. I'm. I do. I find myself doing it too. You gotta start just kicking stuff and going, God damn it! <laughs> kicking the dog and the cat for no reason. God damn fucking animals anyway. Look, it won't come to you. Well, Jesus Christ, <laughs> just eat its head into the floor because he shit on the floor. No wonder he ain't gonna come to you. Would you come to you if you knew you were gonna get an ass whooping? because he's fucking terrible. What was that dog's name? Oh, Tuffy? Tuffy. Drag his ass across the floor. <laughs> Fucking thing would hump the floor from the kitchen to the goddamn bedroom, and Lance would have a fit. You go and kick it in the nuts. <laughs> Fucking all he wanted was loving, but he'd get a goddamn boot in the balls. <laughs> Fucking toughy boy, what a name! <laughs> he picked the right name for that dog's yes. life. It was a fucking tough one. Yeah, <laughs> toughen up his balls for sure. <laughs> Poor dogs that came through there. Little did they know it was the fucking Herman Gehring of animal world. <laughs> I, I saw a picture of the, I think it was the 25th reunion or whatever. I skipped uh -huh. all of them, man. I didn't go to any of them. Did I thought like... of going to all of them, but then I was just like... I, you know, maybe there's like two people that I want to see and they're probably not going to be there. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And, and then everybody that I'm going to remember that it was just like, oh, yeah, I remember I hated that fucking asshole. They're going to be there. And, right. And they're going to be exactly. like, that was the biggest reason, you know, beyond just the obvious. I live in, you know, I was living in Georgia. Now I'm in Florida. Beyond that, I was always worried about I would go to something like that and I'd end up starting shit with somebody because right. I hated that fucking asshole. Well, because there know? were all the, you know, I mean, all of us, like, to some extent got picked, not as, maybe not as much picked on, or, you know, picked on a little bit, but there were all the people that were acted like assholes. And exactly. those, those people loved to run into you after they got a few beers and be like, hey, I know I was a real asshole in, in 
high school, but now that I think about it, I think you were pretty cool. It's just like, really? Well, fuck off, man. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it still treated me like an asshole, you know. Now now you're exactly. going to be a drunk ass. It's, it's now we have to be friends. For absolution. Yeah, yeah now, now, exactly we, now we have to be friends. You know, I, I still think you're, you still seem like, you seem actually like more of an asshole now, you know. So right. that's what I wanted to avoid. And then I saw the pictures of it. And they look like fucking, they'd been dragged through the ringer, you know, and fucking oh, old and fat and, like, tons of kids. And, you know, I have nothing to say about it. You get older, you put on weight and shit. But they looked fucking old, you know. They looked yes. ragged. And it's funny because some of the girls that thought they were all that are, like, yeah, uh, they look like they just come out of a high street bar. Mm-hmm. Just hags. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and some of the girls that were kind of homely turned out. I, I actually Scott was telling me that Marsha Hadley turned out to be like mm-hmm. super hot. Well, not super hot, but I mean she's. Pretty. Well, you got to remember Scott's taste too. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard to believe that it, that you know she's not you know stirring a cauldron somewhere. You know what I mean? She actually <laughs> looks halfway presentable. Good. Not to be rude, but I always figured she would. Pro- I always thought, like when I was when I hit college, I was like, you know, she probably went lesbian because she was just like, you know what, screw all those guys. <laughs> and, yeah, I know. School, that's, that's, you I, know, you know, you see that happen a lot where they couldn't get anything, so they. Well, yeah. Plus, the guys were ruthless to it. Like I remember one kid used to call her Aum, and he used to just look at her and go Aum. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that meant, but you know it. Ugly. It made, oh yeah, oh yeah, it definitely meant that, and everybody would crack up and stuff. And you know, she must have been sitting there just like, if I had a gun right now. Oh, I know, and it's funny because I think back a lot of them people, and and they really did. You know, like I look on TV today and see the things that are going on, and, and some of those kids. I mean, I my life wasn't very good. And school kind of sucked, but I had it a hundred times better than a lot oh, of yeah. kids there. You yeah. know, and, and what they put up with every day, I, I would have just not went to school. I'd have quit or shot myself or something. Yeah, there. yeah. You know, it, it was brutal. It was brutal. It was. You know, and all the, the clicks in Carthage were real bad. The clicks, bad. the clicks were bad. Everything was bad there. There was always like, I mean... You know, there's always teachers that are better than others, but like at Carthage, there were just like a couple teachers that were really cool, that really cared, and like, you know, understood the the kids that they were working with, and all the right. rest of them were fucking morons, you know, they were all like <laughs> Dick, Dick Staub and shit like that, you know, that were like borderline illiterate and and crazy and shit. And those were who we were supposed to be looking up to. I know. It and, was crazy. And, you know, it's lucky that we had at least one or two that, you know, that you could, that at least made some sense. But, man, you were you were sort of, like, thrown to the wolves at that place. Absolutely. Much. That freaking Mr. Hogan there, Hulk Hogan. Christ, every night in a week he was up at the Bronson or the Carthage liquor store getting a bottle of booze. Oh, Mr. I remember. Staub was a big drinker. 
you'd smell it on them when you go up to get your paper. You go up to get your oh, grade. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Met Metz or Mr. Metz. Yeah, Metz, Mr. Metz yeah. used to Jerry get. Jerry Metz oh. was a drunk. Well, Mike Cross, when we were on the Whiz Quiz team, and we and Mr. Metz and uh, Mrs. J would always we would go to the Whiz Quiz practice in his room. And he and Mrs. J would always boogie out of there to go to the teacher's lounge to smoke cigarettes. And Mike Cross would be like, zoom, and like going through his desk. And like we'd find flasks full of liquor and stuff and be taking <laughs> swigs out of them and stuff. Little did you know that Pete Ash was your teacher. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. O'Brien. Mr. O'Brien was had a good buzz on like a good amount he of time. He must have because he had to. I would, if I was married to her, I'd be drunk. Oh all my the time God, too. she was horrifying, man. I forgot all about. I forgot that 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 whole pair. He was really mellow. He was just really boring, but she was right. like control freak. Yeah, fucking, she's nuts. Oh, Valerie O'Brien. I hated yeah. her. She used to fucking make me dump my, like, she would see my folder book and she would stop class and make me empty out my folder and organize it and, and we wouldn't be able to do class till I had it all, <laughs> my trapper keeper all in order. She oh, was I used not. to hate her ass. And luckily for me, I only had her a few times as a substitute because she was nuts. Who was this? Mrs. O'Brien. Mrs. O'Brien. I don't think I remember her. I, oh, I, I got in trouble freak. in her class for squirting ink on the floor there. Mr. Renzi made me. This was in middle school. I think she was substituting that day. Yeah. Yeah, she was a weirdo. She was crazy. And she, you just could tell just the look in her eyes. She wasn't there. Her mind was gone. It's like Simon Van Gelder was a teacher. <laughs> well, that was... It's, it's worse than that. You guys His have, brain's gone. <laughs> did you guys have Mrs. Bennett? Remember Mrs. Bennett? She was... Oh, Jesus, yeah. She was fucking yeah. ditzy. Uh, oh, I was in God. her cl in her room once, and she took her glasses off, and she left the room, and Tom Satterley took her fucking glasses and threw them in, the hamster, in Petunia the hamster's cage. <laughs> and then she comes in, and she goes, Now, where are my glasses? Where did they go? And she's looking around for him. And she had, like, the wig with the strap under her neck, and it was all off kilter. And she's <laughs> looking for her glasses, and all you can hear is that fucking Petunia chewing on her glasses, like crunch, 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 crunch. And the whole class is trying not to, like, crack up. And she looks right, Tom, right in the face, and she's like, Tom, have you seen my glasses? And he fucking points at me and he goes no but chris knows where they are and i'm like i have no <laughs> idea what he's talking about and she's just like oh chris and she totally when she found him she totally blamed it on me and she's like i'm not mad i think it was a funny prank and i'm like i swear to you i did not do that <laughs> he had a good that guy had a good poker face but yeah yeah but didn't he end up killing he himself ended up, he ended up like yeah he ended up i think like carbon monoxiding himself over like he was having i don't think he was married i think he was having an affair with a married woman i don't know i'm kind of sketchy on the on the details Tells of the whole thing of the whole thing whoa what, whoa, the, what fuck? the fuck we're gonna do a beatles show someday too you should yeah be in on the beatles show we could get you to do some singing. You could sing, uh, you know, got to get you into my life. Got to get you into my life. So, yeah, do you I... still have a tape of that somewhere, Scott, you think? Yeah, somewhere. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I'll have to uh, 
uh, redo that. Do an updated version of that. <laughs> Two. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give you a brand new version of it. I think we've done a few impressions of you singing in the shower on the show, too. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was awful. <laughs> Definitely not a singer. Oh, man. I was alone, I took a ride, I didn't know what I would find there. Another road where maybe I could see another kind of mind there. Ooh, and I suddenly see you. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs>